0: Good morning and welcome to Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. I am your host, Pat Donovan, and uh, this is KSVU 90.1 FM <clears throat> Excuse me, in Concrete, Washington. And uh, it is a <clears throat> another rainy, slightly snowy day while we're encountering it. And it says, rain, snow in the morning will become rain and snow showers in the afternoon, high of 42 degrees. Winds light and variable chance of rain 70%, snow accumulations less than an inch. Don't worry about it. Periods of snow, uh, low 36 in the evening. Winds light and variable. Chance of snow, 90%. uh, Accumulations, less than an inch. Don't worry about it. Sunrise, 7.09 a.m. Sunsets at 7.20. We're getting close to the equinox. Yes, it is. That will be when you can put an egg on its end and it will stay there. And at that very moment in time when the equinox occurs. Truly, it does work. <clears throat> I've tried it, and I've uh, seen it fall every single time, so I'm not really then in tune. Uh, tonight, the moon will rise at 1038 and set at 824 a.m. to waning gibbous. Rain and snow is uh, predicted for Monday, and then snow shower, rain shower is at 22nd. It'll be 54 and 40 on Tuesday, 43 and 39 on Monday. And then the low 50s and low th- high 30s all through uh, Sunday next week. And into Monday uh, through uh, the 31st, the end of the month, where March is supposed to go out like a lamb, it uh, is actually going out like a lion because of more rain. So we're in that time, that phase, and let's pray we don't get another heat dome in June like we did last year. It'll be uh, in the exactly 48, 48, 49, 48, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday through the 31st. And precipitation is going to be average, about uh, 38 to 47 percent, roughly. Okay. And uh, here is your good news, network inspirational message. Whether I drink often or just once in a while, I'm always sure to raise a glass to the dear old Emerald Isle. That is by Pat Maloney. I'm recording this on, that's right, St. Patty's Day. Ah, there you go. So anyway, let's hope I get this right because that's what I wanted to push. That button, because if I don't, the music will not work. So here we go with Walk Between the Raindrops by Donald Fagan. Fragile by Herb Elpert. Love Lies Bleeding by Basia. Circus Afternoon by Marc Antoine. All right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch, KSVU 90.1 FM. Aqui Afternoon, by Mark Antoine, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. And uh, anyway, a tiny microbe could turn out to be the secret weapon in climate change, in the battle against climate change. Yeah, believe it or not, damn those microbes, full speed again. <laughs> anyway, a tiny marine microbe, which could turn out to be a secret weapon in the battle against climate change, has been discovered. The single-celled microbe has potential to absorb carbon naturally, even as oceans become warmer and more acidic, scientists have said. It is abundant around the world and can photosynthesize as well as hunt and eat prey. The tiny organism discovered by researchers in Sydney, Australia, secretes a carbon-rich exopolymer that attracts and immobilizes other microbes. Then it eats some of the prey trapped inside before emitting the mucus-like carbon-rich substance. Oh, that's so nasty. Once the other microbes are trapped inside, it becomes heavier and sinks, pumping carbon back into the oceans. That's a lot of carbon. And marine microbes govern the natural environment through a range of processes, including the vertical export and sequestration of carbon, which ultimately regulates the world's climate. Ta-da! While the role of plankton, remember him on SpongeBob, in helping store carbon dioxide is well understood, the role of other microbes in this process is less known about, the scientists continue to say. This is especially true for organisms that can photosynthesize and eat other organisms. They say their findings are hugely significant for how we see the ocean balancing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It is estimated that the species christened Protocentrum CF Balticum, that is Balticum, B-A-L-T-I-C-U-M, has the potential to sink 0.002 to 0.15 gigatons of carbon a year. That's a lot of carbon. Experts believe that to meet climate goals, 10 gigatons of carbon uh, will need to be removed from the atmosphere every year from now until 2050. Which is when that movie takes place that I saw yesterday on that streaming service. And it's called Adam Project. But I can't tell you the name because that's advertising. But the movie's cool. Anyway, the findings imply there is more potential for carbon sinking in the oceans than it was previously believed. And that the seas could capture carbon in unexpected places. You can read more about this. Great looking, you know, amazing. You can't see it. There's no picture. But it's an amazing little microbe. And that's a lot of gigatons for a little tiny carbon microbe that is changing the way climate change can actually change our climate. That's really bad. I won't do that again. Anyway, uh, we'll get into our ski report later next uh, section, next hour. Because we have a lot of music. Our next song. Our next set is Tequila by George Benson. Moonlighting by El Giro, The late El Giro, And this was the movie. Or the series. Excuse me. With Bruce Willis when he had hair. And uh, Stephanie Zimbliss, That's Ephraim Zimblis Jr.'s daughter. From FBI in color. In the 70s. Remember that? For True by Trombone Shorty. And... It had better be tonight, Maesta Stell,"a It is an Italian song by Michael Buble and Fingerloo by George Benson. Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
1: And Somebody else may hold me and They might make me feel just right Maybe the sailor, baby Go, go, go Or oh, as we natives say Be a nice Italiana and start to teach. Go mm-hmm. ahead, show me how in old Milano, I love us hold each other all so tight. But I warn you, sweet paisana, that it had better be tonight. Faz e
0: That story was about microbes removing carbon from other microbes and consuming them and letting them drop to the bottom of the ocean and releasing it back in the ocean. Pretty cool stuff. Well, a carbon negative plant opens in Turkey, turning algae into biojet fuel and so much more. Europe's first large-scale biorefinery for turning algae into fuels and feedstocks has been completed on the Black Sea shore of Insta- Istanbul. <laughs> Putin doesn't take over set to head up a new bioeconomy. The refinery powered entirely by wind energy will turn microalgae and macroalgae species into carbon negative jet fuel feedstock supplements and fertilizers. They are carbon negative because algae absorb CO2 as plants do, but far faster and in much greater amounts than woody plants like trees. Once processed into products, more of that carbon pulled from the atmosphere remains imprisoned than is released during production, hence it being carbon negative. The project was funded in partnership by the government of Turkey and the European Union and is just one of a number of initiatives initiatives dubbed Project Independent. The biorefinery located in, I can't even say it, it's... Uh, Bogazici University's Santepe Campus can pro- process 1,200 tons of algae per year. That's a lot of algae. Have you ever had algae salad? It's pretty good stuff. Reporting on the refinery or seaweed salads. Excuse me. Reporting on the refinery uh, says that the algae will be used to produce jet fuel that, when mixed with five to ten percent fossil fuels, will power a flight leaving Istanbul by the end of the year. The coconut palm is sometimes called the tree of a thousand uses. Well, algae is certainly the plant of a thousand uses. Algae-based supplements have been trialed in both Brazil and Australia as ways of to diminish the methane emissions from ruminant grazers like cows and sheep. Remember those things? Cows and sheep and the grazing of cows and sheep. <clears throat> anyway, algae product project-independent details also can be used to absorb phosphorus and nitrogen. Two normal and important agricultural inputs that due to topsoil erosion from industrialized farming have greatly polluted freshwater and coastal resources. You can read more about that on goodnewsnetwork.org and also about a Canadian startup to build a 400 million UK plant to harness nuclear fusion in an entirely new cost effective way there's a lot of great stories here other than what's actually happening in the world today on goodnewsnetwork.org a nonprofit and I can tell you who they are because they are nonprofit here is chain of fools by the late joe cocker going out of my head by sergio mendez on the street where you live by quincy jones birdland by weather report and botswana basanova by david benoît
2: You were my one man. But your loving isn't much too strong. I'm added to you.
0: Welcome to our second hour of Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch here on uh, KSVU 90.1 FM. I'm your host, Pat Donovan, as always, and every Sunday. Uh, The weather recap, it's going to be rain, rain, and more rain, all throughout to the end of the month on the 31st, when March is supposed to go out like a lamb. But it's not. Anyway, that being all said, I started to trust, but just because I didn't know how to fix my life didn't mean I wouldn't be led. That's by Tama Keeves. That's a pretty good uh, statement. Don't be led because your life isn't correct according to other people. Fix your life according to yourself. Be true to yourself and uh, forgive yourself. That's the first step in learning to forgive others. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and get started with our next set of music: "Dancing with Dolphins" by the late Gato Barbieri, "Diana" by Earthwind and Fire, de Natural Blues" by the late Wes Montgomery, and "Deja Blue" by Cindy Bradley. Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. What's
1: going on?
0: goes down the street cindy bradley deja blue and uh that's her on the flumpet that is a trumpet flugelhorn combination i don't know how they did it but a flugelhorn has a elliptical bore or a conical bore and a uh, i'm sorry elliptical bore and a trumpet has a conical bore more circular that's it i play both anyway so um i didn't get my show up last week because of some ungodly technical, aim, you know, um, difficulty. But there, I did a story, and I'll repeat it again next week. But it's about the endurance that uh, sat um, on the bottom of the Antarctic uh, about, uh, you know, 107 years ago and down, and it's down there, and they found it, and uh, it's beautiful. It's it's well preserved. It's a you know, wooden ship and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I'll read it to you next week. But here is a story called the doomed ship of gold's ghostly portrait gallery is finally unveiled after surviving for a century on the sea floor. In 1857, a steamboat was going down in a storm off the coast of South Carolina loaded with more gold than had ever been placed onto a boat. The passengers chose to take photographs of family, and loved ones before taking their last chance with Davy Jones. Thanks to a recent expedition, dozens of these 150-year-old glass pane photographs have been recovered putting a face on the SS Central America's unfortunates. If the Titanic was the ship of dreams, Central America was the ship of gold and her 425 lost souls, most were miners returning from California gold fields, wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. Dr. Sean Kingsley, a British maritime archeologist, was financed by private investors who had been trying to recover the treasure for more than 30 years, to dive down one mile and a half, excuse me, off the coast of South Carolina and retrieve what he could. He partnered with Odyssey Marine Expeditions to make the dive and the Kingsley and the Kingsley wrote, co-wrote uh, a paper on the discovery with an Odyssey scientist. These tiny type photos or daguerreotypes and ambrotypes are kind of wet collodion phot- photography and consist of panes of glass coated in chemicals. Ambrotypes produce a negative image that can be seen in front in black material, while types produce a positive image visible when backlit. It's gorgeous. You got to see this. When you look at the actual faces of people, it takes you right there. You're looking at folks who lived it, and they're just like us, although the clothing and fashions have changed, Dr. Kingsley told The Guardian. One individual... He called the Mona Lisa of Depths, is a young woman whose image is startlingly, almost eerily preserved. She stands with a quarter smile, bare shoulders, swathed in jewelry and lace. It's a very beautiful lady. The wreck and the tiny types are there to be seen in the magazine managed and published by Dr. Kingsley called Wreck Watch. This is the largest cache of early photographs found at sea and unpublished until now. It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience to actually see faces from the deep. 153 people believed to have survived, mostly women and children, who filled up the lifeboats. Of the other 425, the RecWatch review includes our words of one survivor. And here it is. A great many of the passengers were miners, having considerable sums of gold about them, the product of years of toil. But the love of gold was forgotten in the anxiety and terror of the moment, and many a man unbuckled his gold-stuffed belt, and flung his hard-earned treasure upon the deck, some hoping to lighten their weight, and thus more easily keep themselves afloat, while others threw it away in despair." thinking there was no use for it in the watery grave they were going to. That's really something, isn't it? Anyway, you can read more about this and see it on Twitter as well. And uh, check it out in goodnewsnetwork.org and you'll see the picture of the SS, Central America. Let's get into our next set of music, shall we, in the second hour. And uh, we'll get started with uh, Dexia featuring Tim Welvar's and Mark Antoine, uh, Dressed to Chill by Marion Meadows, and Stevie Wonder and I Wish, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. <laughs> We're back. I'm going to do an abridged version of the Ski Report. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Alpentel, Bluewood, Crystal Mountain, Mission Ridge, Mount Baker, Mount Bokanski, and Snowboard Park, Stevens Pass, Summit and White Pass are all open. And the, most of their lifts are open. They've got an average of 29 to 163 inches of uh, base uh, combined between them. And an average of about 7 to 10 inches of new snowfall. So those are the ones that are open this time. Okay. Uh, That will slowly diminish as we get further and further into the spring. Uh, This next story I have is pretty awesome. The um, perfect energy source is already here. Endless geothermal is poised for release from the deep earth. As physicists work in the nuclear fusion sector to unlock limitless limitless clean energy through harnessing the power of the sun, they inadvertently invented a tool that could allow geothermal plants to deliver limitless clean energy by harnessing the power of our planet. That tool is a large millimeter wave laser drill. (laughs) It sounds like Star Trek 2009 reboot, drilling it to the core of the planet and blowing it up anyway that tool is a large millimeter wave laser drill that will allow an engineers to bore down more than 12.4 miles 20 kilometers into the earth's crust to harness the heat from the planet's core that's a brilliant idea yeah let's open up the earth's core <laughs> gosh Another link to nuclear fusion is that this laser drilling technology is being pioneered by a spin off company called Quasi from MIT, who also run a nuclear fusion reactor in Massachusetts. We're going to annihilate ourselves in one way or another. I don't know. The bottom line is that this idea is not science fiction. And Quasi has the money to put it several full-scale demonstration machines into action by 2024 and hopes to have a 100-megawatt supercritical geothermal plant in operation two years later. At 12.4 miles into the Earth's crust, temperatures soar to 500 degrees centigrade, a sector-redefining level compared to a traditional drill bit borehole, temperatures of around 200 degrees centigrade. At this stage, in deep, in that in depth water under the ground becomes supercritical, a state of matter where it's neither gas nor liquid. That's interesting. A power plant that uses supercritical water as the working fluid can extract up to 10 times more useful energy from each drop when compared to non-supercritical plants. A spokesman for Quasi told News Atlas, "Aiming for supercritical conditions is key to attaining power densities consistent with fossil fuels. It's perhaps ironic that humans would seek to harness the energy of the sun and stars in a nuclear fusion reactor when there is 20 billion more times more heat under our feet." than the entire world's energy consumption. Merely 0.03% of global energy is delivered from geothermal despite this richness. A virtually limitless supply of energy exists in the form of this supercritical fluid snaking its way through the crust and mantle of the planet. There's a really cool cutaway showing how each layer of the Earth going into the uh, core is amazing. I mean, it's just wild. you got to check it out. So read more about it on um, goodnewsnetwork.org, and you can see the cutaway of the planet, and then uh, you can read more about this. It's really fascinating stuff. I think we're headed towards where Star Trek 2009 was, when, you know, uh, Nero was drilling into the core of Vulcan and destroyed the planet so you got to be careful when you touch the core of the planets they will explode anyway I don't know if they know this but they should consult Star Trek for more information if they have any questions <laughs> that's what we need Scotty I sir. it's a miracle you want <laughs> anyway don't you worry about a thing, that's what we need to say. Paul Jackson Jr., De Soul by Roman Street and Do It Again by Paul Hardcastle right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. To an end of another great smooth jazz Sunday brunch right here on KSVU 90.1 FM in Concrete, Washington. I am your host, Pat Donovan, and I hope you had a great day today, and I hope you enjoyed the music I provided, and that you enjoy the rest of your day and upcoming week. Please remember to love each other. Tell them you love them. Hug them. Treat them with respect. And you'll get it back a hundredfold. Take care, God bless, and we'll see you right here next week on the radio.